Peace and blessings, internets, to you and yours. Before we get started with this week's episode, shouts to everybody who checked out the last week's episode with that boy Millie's out of Cambridge, okay? He got bars, and his journey is special, man. So check him out. Listen, okay? The world is still upside down. We're still living in crazy times. The election is like a couple of days away. Nobody knows what's in store. I mean, live events seem like, uh, is it 2021? I don't know. It's funny because I feel like I don't want to get too discouraged, but it feels like I don't know what the future holds. And I just pray that we could be in a better place than we are in 2020. Meanwhile, I thought 2020 was going to be the biggest year of um, my life. I felt like I had worked hard enough and this was going to be the year that a lot of things were going to, you know, but obviously the world found out what type of year it was going to be. But as always, I want to send peace and blessings to you and your families. Before we get to this week's episode, I just want to let you know, you know, if you're discouraged or depressed or just going through something, you're not alone. Uh, Please hit up someone. Don't bottle that in. If you don't got anybody to hit, hit me up. Email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Again, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Hit me up. Remove the doubt. Up the belief. You know, listen, some days are tougher than the others, but that's why they made tomorrow. You know, I do want to say this. Uh, make sure, you know, well, actually, let me do this, okay? Open up your Twitter app. Open up your Instagram app, at Premium Pete, at Show, and check the fuck in. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know what you're listening to, what you got going on, what you're doing, um, what's going on in your life. Feel free to hit me up. Again, I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it, okay? But now, understand this. I want you to subscribe, rate, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Now, if you have already subscribed and rated, then tell a friend to tell a friend. If you haven't, go to iTunes, rate us, leave a comment, okay? If you follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you listen to, make sure you connect with us on there. And then YouTube, we've been really putting videos. YouTube is kind of fairly new for us, meaning as far as we always been an audio first based, but YouTube, we have full videos up there, clips of so many. Di- Listen, you never know who's going to bring on the premium Pete show. Could be an actor, athlete, artist, you know, entrepreneur. You never know. And I, I find joy in people never knowing how you could have a Gary V one week, a founder of Venmo next week, and then an iced tea the week after you know, or et cetera. Internets, make sure you continue. Those are my birds. Don't worry. Listen, okay? Nature Pete, yeah, I'm out here. Um, This week's episode, I sat down outside in Brooklyn, okay, with the one and only my friend, the podfather, the co-founder of Loudspeakers Network, the, you know, New York Times bestselling author, just a real, one of really the architects of podcasting network scripted shows and a tremendous help to the Combat Jack show uh, when we needed it and where it could have been a point where we stopped doing what we were doing for a little bit. And who knows what would happen then. So we, I just wanted to, you know, we, for those who listen to Premium Pete show, you already know. When I have Chris Morrow on, we're talking about podcasting and what it's looking like. I've had him on four, like three or four times just to go over every year. So people who want to hear or learn more about podcasting can Okay, that's what's important. It's not about only premium Pete. It's about y'all listening and learning something. You know, maybe you don't have the 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 you know 
the relationship with Chris to hear these things. And I wanted to give you that because he is a giving guy and he's a person that really has helped uh, craft what we know today as scripted shows at podcast networks. And I just want to give him his flowers. But more importantly, I want people in 2020 to understand what podcasting looks like during a pandemic and after a pandemic. Like, what does it look like? So why don't I just shut up and let's get to this episode where it's podcasting during and after the pandemic. And what does it look like? That's not really a title, but that's what it is with the one and only, the Burr, Chris Morrow, the Podfather. Let's get to it on this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show. Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClam, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internets. Let's turn up one time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the the show was milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium peach show internet's welcome back to another episode of the premium peach show sitting down with like i don't know like a seven time returning guest maybe six maybe six but where we are is you can obviously hear the sirens we're in brooklyn okay someone 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 is getting in trouble somewhere i, I mean you know it's it's it's, it's the Brooklyn way, you know, or it could be uh, for jaywalking. Who knows? You know, they could be uh, in pursuit. But we're in Brooklyn. Uh, where are we, actually? We're in uh, Mount Prospect Park. This is one of my favorite uh, locations. Internets, don't run off on me, please. Yep. When, when I'm out walking, my dog. Um, and uh, it is a little loud here. I think we might have to call premium Pete suburban Pete. I think you've been in the suburbs too long. Cause all the, all the noise of the city is making him a little anxious. Today. I know, right. It's like, I got anxiety. I told Pete, come on out. We can't film inside, but we can find a beautiful place outside to film in nature. And, uh, you know, it's New York city. There's some noise out here, but I think it's going to be all right. I think for, well, well, first off, I think, uh, it's beautiful when you see scenery, uh, like this, uh, more importantly, internet, uh, you know, during these crazy and uncertain times, I said to myself, I says, you know, me and Chris Morrow have done um, multiple, multiple episodes on podcasting and his life and his journey. Um, and I said to myself, what more important but to talk about, and I was kind of naming it like, you know, podcasting after the pandemic. Right. You know, uh, what does that look like? What does that even mean? Um, you know, and there's so many moves still going on. You know, first off, Internet, welcome back. Chris Morrow to the Premium Pete Show. Thank you. Um, you, you, you know, when we think about uh, this pandemic and, 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 you know, that nobody saw it coming um, and then it happens for, for particular, just, you know, let's touch on podcasting. For podcasting, were you worried that, like, it would take a hit? People aren't traveling, so they're not, you know, road trip listening to shows. Uh, um, you know, on, you know, some people wait until they get on an airplane, et cetera. What was your thoughts as far as your, your, you know, one of your livelihoods as far as, you know, with podcasting? Well, I think it's interesting. It kind of, there were like several stages to it. Like if we go back to, let's say, mid-March, April, I think there was like an initial feeling that this is going to be incredible for podcasting, right? Because everybody has so much time on their hands. And what else are they going to do but sit home and listen to all sure. their favorite podcasts? Didn't exactly turn out to be the case. 
Um, what we saw in April and May a bit was a dip. I'd say across the board, it was probably like a 15% to 20% dip in listenership. And the question is why? What happened when all these people have so much time on their hands? Why are they actually listen, listening to slightly less in the way of podcasts? And I don't think we know the whole answer. And obviously, this entire thing is still a, uh, a work in progress, so to speak. But I think the short answer is a lot of people, and this includes myself, listen to podcasts on their commute. They listen when they're driving. They listen when they're in the subway in New York. They listen when they're walking, what have you. And a lot of people just don't have a commute anymore. And I think what you found was a lot of people got into a rhythm of, oh, I got my favorite podcast. All right, I know I got to drive an hour here the next morning. I got to take the subway here, whatever the case may be. And I think it got people out of their rhythm a little bit for at least the first couple months of this. And uh, I think people are either regaining their rhythm now um, or kind of shifting up their schedules so that, you know, they find different ways to listen to shows. And I think the audience has come back in a, in a big way. Sure. You know, actually, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, I also think that not suitable for uh, certain people hurt podcasting, meaning uh, everyone's kids are home. And it's like now all of a sudden you listen to, you know, uh, somebody's podcast, which uh, are cursing or have this or, you know, that's true, you know, and, and, and it's not as easy to have it in your ears when you're home. Right. So that, that was, you know, actually I heard something and, and I don't know if you know the truth to this, but I heard that with advertisement and podcasting during a time during the pandemic that they were putting people, TV saw a little bit more money than podcasting because people felt people were watching TV. Did you hear that or no? I heard that. Um, I didn't necessarily see it. I mean, I think we were fortunate in a lot of the shows we worked with continued to do really well. The Read, for instance, yep. doesn't seem to matter whether there's a pandemic or not. It just keeps on trucking. Um, I think the other thing was that, I mean, and this is just speaking for myself a little bit, I found that when I tried to listen to podcasts that I was in the rhythm of, maybe not even the ones that I work with, but some of the ones that I kind of listen to for pleasure, it was reminding me of a lifestyle and a way of life that was gone and actually made me a little depressed for a while. Like, yeah. damn, you know, I'm used to, um, you know, there's a podcast called cookies hoops, which talks mm -hmm. about the, the Sixers a lot. I'm a big NBA fan. I'm originally from Philadelphia. So that's a podcast I kind of listen to just for pleasure. And I found trying to listen to it actually made me a little sad at the beginning of the pandemic because it reminded me of my routine when I would listen to it on my commute, my walk here, when I'm going there. Uh, I think that's kind of faded away as we've all kind of just gotten used to this thing. Uh, the other thing I think you saw at the beginning of the pandemic was the business side of things froze up. There was a period from maybe April to, I'd say even stretching into June and maybe a little bit of July when deals weren't getting done, right? And I think that was a little scary for people like, is the money going to go away? Sure. That's proven not to be the case. And actually, you've seen a flurry of deals. Obviously, Charlemagne just launched uh, Black Effect Podcast Network with uh, iHeart. Obviously, everyone in podcasting has been talking about what Button's going to do next. There are a couple of other n deals that I know that are about to hit. So I think any sense of the industry might take a long-term irreversible hit. No one's worried about that anymore. If anything, there's a little bit of a frenzy going on right now. Sure. You know, um, we, we've been in podcasting for a while. When you think about the normal podcasting, like I always say, 
you know, I, I, I admire what I do in far, as far as far as podcasting, but we know that, you know, if I had the chance to do this again in 2020, I probably wouldn't do it. I would do a scripted show or something different, but because I've been doing this and I still do love to sit with people and talk with sure. them. But, you know, it's funny because I feel like over the past, like, year or two a lot of us have been telling people about scripted shows yeah and i feel like now there's so many goddamn scripted shows we we, we may have unleashed uh, a can unleashed of worms yeah um you know what's your thoughts now on scripted shows for podcasts do you think that's the only way we're really gonna move uh higher um or do you still think that you know there is still traditional podcasting that will you know be powerful i think uh, there's still going to be powerful traditional podcasts i just think it's going to become hard and i you know i feel like a little bit of a broken record we say this every year it's just going to get harder because there are more people in the space that's that's going to that become more and more true every year so yes i do think uh the scripted show is still going to be the way to separate yourself from the pack a little bit but you know if we sat down a year ago and i said scripted show i was just talking about any sort of scripted show and now i think the challenge is going to be exactly what kind of scripted show. And uh, you might see something coming from me that'll answer the question at least of how I feel about that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. Stay tuned to that. Stay tuned, yeah. Um, you know, when when we think about networks, yeah, and, you know, it's like, I feel like that's another thing too now that everyone, and I don't mean this, internets, where am I looking? What camera am I looking at? I don't mean this personal to anybody, but I just feel like uh, everyone has a network these days. But then again, I felt like everyone has had a podcast. But then again, I felt everyone was wanted to be a DJ or everybody wanted to be. So I say this at the same time, don't let that uh, uh, change your mind and what you want to do. But during this time, during uh, you know COVID, I mean, I've, I've been hitting up by everybody uh, about wanting to start a podcast, you know, and I'm sure you have as well, meaning of people like, hey, I'm thinking of jumping into podcasts because maybe things dried up or they the clubs weren't open or et cetera, et cetera. Um, how many more people now do you feel are jumping in this space or you just feel it's pretty normal as it's been? Nah, I mean, I think it's like if a couple of people were jumping in the pool, now the entire pool is just a wave and it's it's splashing up over the sides and everything. And look, you can expand it past podcasting, right? Like look at something like OnlyFans, right? Yeah, yeah. Like how many people- Or have- Zoom. Right. How many people have jumped into that stuff? Uh, and it makes sense. Um, it, you know, the the gift and the curse of podcasting right now is it's one of the few things you can still pull off during the pandemic. Um, and you might have to come and sit outside in the park. With planes flying you over. You might have planes flying over. You and might, cardinals. Cardinals. I've actually seen a couple hawks in this park before. Really? It's incredible. Yeah. Um, but you can do it. Right. We can do it. We might or we could have been on Zoom. What's right. your thoughts on Zoom? Zoom podcasting. And Breakfast Club has done it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, well, I mean, forget about the Breakfast Club. You know, like, uh, I'm watching the NBA Finals last night. The fans are on Zoom. Yeah. You know, like, um, I think Zoom is a great way to kind of bridge between where we had been and whatever's going to be next. But I don't see it as a long-term solution and by that i mean i don't think when this is over you're going to see a whole lot of shows where they're like you know what we're just going to stick on Zoom. yes remote yeah uh as long as video now you have some shows if you're audio only and maybe because of the pandemic one host stayed in new york and one went to la or somebody even you know i'm talking to people who are going to 
Italy or Yugoslavia, you know, there is no more Yugoslavia, but Croatia, what have you. Um, then you might see people, if not on Zoom, some sort of remote situation. But I think um, people want to get back in the studio. Sure. It just it just has to be safe. And that's that's it. And, you know, unfortunately, sitting in a room with no ventilation, with no windows. Sure, it's a dead no, trap. It's, it's not what you want to be doing. And I know it's tempting and I know a lot of people are going back. You're not going to see me in the studio anytime soon, right? You know, without going off course of podcasting, when's our heart out, actually? Uh, I got 27 minutes. Okay, without without going off of, um, off of podcasting, for you as a person, yeah, sure. you know, have you found yourself to be uh, depressed or discouraged uh, during these times? Because the reason I ask that for is because I've been creative during these times, and you know I have something coming out sure. that I've been working on. Sure. Um, but there's been a lot of times that I've been, you know, kind of like down. And like, sure. you know, some days I went to bed at 7 o'clock, so I'll just wake up tomorrow. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and, and it sucks sometimes for me to say that, too, because, like, we have kids and we have, like, families. Well, I think and, that's part of the thing that's depressing yeah. is the kids. Yeah. You know, for myself, um, yeah, I've been up and down, you know, like uh, – I had a lot of stuff that was really about to set off right before the pandemic. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, it knocked the wind out of a lot of the stuff I was doing. And, you know, that's been, you know, I got a call in April where I, it was two o'clock in the afternoon and I went and literally pulled the covers in my, over my head and I lay in bed for six hours. I didn't talk to anybody. I was so depressed. The world's ending, but you know, the bottom line is... Was that white privilege? That was white privilege right okay. there, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking. Yeah, but then again, this is, this is... Yeah, uh, this is Brooklyn. This is a public park. We can't claim the space. Yeah, actually, uh, not to let you lose your thought, but that's yeah. one thing I, I I love about Brooklyn. I'll never fucking... People who know you, they see you being interviewed right now, they're like... They, they're walking by like you're fucking like... Uh, like you, you're one of the Beatles, you know? Right. They're looking at you like, oh, what's this guy do now, you know? Um, it's amazing what a camera and a mic could do. You must be legitimate for people. Yeah. Yeah. But, but again, you were saying about, um, yeah, it's, it's been tough, you know? Um, I think the one it's been tough from a, you know, a lot of different angles. Oh, actually one second. Yeah. Let me cut you off because for those who are not watching the video and are listening, when I said white privilege, uh, some guy just drove by on his bike right in front of the camera. So right. that's what kid. I meant by to that. His, yeah. To his credit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we get, we give the kid a pass, but right. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's been tough, man. I mean, um, it's been tough professionally. It's been tough, you know, personally and family-wise. Um, I feel very bad. You know, even if I feel bad for myself sometimes, I feel really bad for my kids almost all the time um, just because they've kind of had the, you know, the rug pulled out from under sure. them in terms of what they – every day it's another, like, we don't get to do this, we don't get to do that. And, you know, and in a lot of ways they're very fortunate and very blessed that – you know, it's not going to get to, on this trip or it's not getting to see this friend. You know, sure. we're not in a situation where we're, we're, we're about to lose our apartment or we're not sure. facing those sort of, you know, problems. But it, it is tough because when you're, you know, my kids are, you know, middle school now. And when you're in middle school, your entire life revolves around your friends and they they can't do that now. So I feel sad for them. And I, I feel sorry for myself a lot of the times. If I'm being honest, this isn't happening or that's not happening. 
Um, but does it comfort you knowing that the world is also going through it too? That's what I was about to say. Because I say this a lot too. Everyone's I, yeah. in the same boat. Yeah. You know, I'm not, it's it's not like there's somebody over there across the street living this different, you know, fantastic life without the same worries. Everybody's not, you know, the more money you have, the more problems you have. But you also have more insulation from some of these issues. But across the board, um, you know, everyone's going through it. So you try to find a little bit of solace in that. And then, you know, the other thing that makes it difficult is, um, you know, I'm getting up there in the years and I'm a student of history, or at least I'm an amateur student of history. This is unprecedented, not only from what's happening in terms of um, the pandemic, but what's happening in this country right now. We're filming about, you know, what, three to four weeks out from the election. Uh, I've never even remotely felt this much uncertainty in the country, period, even if there wasn't a pandemic. What the hell is going to happen in, uh, in November? The entire the bottom could fall out of this thing. You know, this whole country could find itself on a downward slope that we might not really ever recover from. So part of me is like, I'm sitting here worrying about podcast deals. None of this shit might matter in four or five months anyway. Sure. So um, I think you gotta. I think this is a lesson for all of us in that you have to be able to live with a lot of uncertainty. I'm someone personally who wants to know that I've always made the right move, that I've always set things up properly, that there's always going to be happy ending. I don't think anyone can tell themselves that right now. Internets, today's episode is brought to you by the good folks at SeedWhip. Let me put you on to something. Many people say, yo, Premium Pete, man, how can I support you all these years? I love the content. Well, when we have sponsors, okay, let's show up and show out. They have a discount code. They have a promo code. I like what they're doing. Their ginger ale is off the hook. They got non-alcoholic drinks. Mess with them, okay? Now, let me get back to this ad. Seedlip is the original distilled non-alcoholic spirits. They're crafted from the finally globally sourced botanical ingredients, and they come in three varieties. Let me put you on. The Aromatic Spice 94, Herbal Garden 108, and Citrus Forward Grove 42. They're all without alcohol, calories, or sugar, okay? Now... Let me put you on. You could also make some cocktails at home, okay? They're non-alcoholic, health is wealth. No better time to make sure you take care of what you're putting into your body, okay? As simple as adding a splash of premium mixer or two ounces of your preferred expression or challenging your bartending skills, okay? You could do that at home exactly with Seed Lip. Seed Lip enables you to have that evening drink any night of the week. Can you, now, listen to this. Conveniently delivered direct to your doorstep, from SeedLipDrinks.com. Again, that's SeedLipDrinks.com. S-E-E-D-L-I-P Drinks.com. And at the checkout, I want you to put in Premium 15. Again, that's Premium 15. Put that at the checkout. Save yourself some money and support the Premium Petro. Come on. What, what more can I ask for? Forget about it. Internets, you don't have to wait until November 3rd to cast your ballot. I want you to be an October voter. Okay, we have a couple of days left in October. Let's get it. In most states, you can vote early in October. Request your mail ballot, return your completed mail ballot in the mail or in person, or vote early at an early voting location. Okay, there's no time to waste. I want you to treat every day like election day because I want to make sure that all our voices are heard. Make a plan to vote. Be an October voter. I keep on saying this, but this is the most important election of our lifetime. Let's get out there today. There's a couple of days left in October and vote. And I also want you to visit andstillivote.org. Again, that's andstillivote.org. 
to join the fight for voting rights today. This election is one of the most critical times in history to make our voices heard and accounted for. We only have a couple of days left. Internets, get out and vote today. Decision makers nationwide are passing laws to make it harder to cast a ballot in person. Don't let this stop you from making a plan to vote in person and also reporting problems at the polls. They will not silence us. If you are not sure that you're registered to vote or experiencing any problems getting to cast your vote in person, I want you to call this number. It's called the Election Protection Hotline. It's at 866-OUR-VOTE. Again, that's 866-OUR-VOTE. I want you to use your voice to reimagine public safety and encourage meaningful police accountability. Pledge to vote to hold decision makers accountable for passing meaning public safety and, of course, police accountability. Go to andstillivote.org forward slash pledge to vote. Again, one more time. That's andstillivote.org forward slash pledge to vote. Internets, we're only a couple of days away from this election. We have a couple of days left in October. Get out and vote. It's that important. It is the most important election in our lifetime. Now let's get back to the show. Cheer. Now, when you think about the 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 deals that are um, going down in podcasting, like w- w- let's talk about when with Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, yeah. hundred million dollar, whatever it is, say is sure. a licensing deal. Right. Is that good for podcasting? You know, and I know is it okay? Here's what I really mean: Is it good for Joe Rogan more than it's good for podcasting? Is it like a selfish deal? I know, like meaning like. Does that help the world of podcasting that he's able to license his show, you know, instead of them buy it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, look, it's great for him. I think it's an outlier, uh, particularly when you talk about Spotify and what their business plan is. I mean, it seems, I don't have direct knowledge, but it would seem that what they're trying to do is own shows outright. And the fact that they don't own his show is kind of telling to how much leverage and, and power he has in the space. Now, you know, is it good for podcasting? Depends what you want out of podcasting. Um, one of the really cool things about podcasting is it's open to everybody. It's been a completely free and accessible space. And the more money that pours into the space, the less free and accessible uh, it's going to become. If we're also being honest, when we all jumped into this thing, we all wanted to make some money. So when you see money like that, you know that the money's there, you know. How do you think people are gauging this, though? Like, how do you ask for $100 million? Or even, like, with with with, with somebody like Budden and, and what he got or what he wanted afterwards. Like, how do you feel, like, people are able to gauge these type of things, meaning to ask for this type of money? Well, I mean, so the question is, if you look at a Spotify, and I think this is the harder thing to decipher, is do they look at a Rogan and say, Look, nobody generally pays you $90 million if they don't think they're going to make $120 million or $130 million. They got to make something. Or are they looking at it and saying, we just want to dominate the space and it's a long-term play, it's a long-term strategy, and we don't care if we only make a 5% margin or a 10% margin, maybe if we just break even, but we want to become the premier destination for podcasting over an iHeart, over an Apple, over, a, you know, Spotify. Spotify. Right, yeah. well, no, we're talking about Spotify. So it's like, you know, I don't know, to be 
to be, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think they obviously want to make money, but I think it's a little bit of an arms race and they want to be the ones who come out in front. And as of right now, they're looking like they're in a pretty good spot. So, so you would say for the future of podcasting, Spotify has put their flag down? Uh, the most aggressively, but obviously iHeart just made a big investment in Charlemagne. So it's not like... What do you expect from... Now, what is it called? Black Effect? Black Effect Podcast, yeah. Black Effect Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Um you know, what do you, what do you foresee? You know, it's so funny people, the world is a funny place when they, when he dropped out, you know how many people hit me like, yo, yo, did you know about this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, or, or I heard, or, or, it, you know, it, it, it's a good thing. It's, I think it's a good thing for this space. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with it, but what's your thoughts on, you know, him partnership, you know, with, with iHeart as well to like, you know, the, like him basically partnering up with a machine, right. You know? I think it's good for both of them. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense for both of them. Also in that, um, you know, he's it's a company he's already working with. There's yep. a lot of familiarity. There's a lot of comfort there. Um, I think they both feel like they can trust each other. And, uh, you know, I think it just from that angle alone, it made a lot of sense. And I think business-wise, it'll probably make sense too. And... Um, you know, I think it, I think it's going to be a pretty good model to see how things look going forward. Uh, it's a joint venture, and uh, which is would you consider that rare? Meaning, doesn't iHeart want to be like I own you instead of him saying I own this? Why don't you come in on this? Is that how you know? Is is that is well, that you know? I think in that case, he had the leverage to say no. This is going to be yes, a joint I venture. Yes, I just do it myself you because. And, you know, look, obviously, you know, if, if you follow podcasting, you know, someone like Budden has come down heavy on the side of, no, I got to own all this thing sure. and I'm not going into bed with one of these big companies. But again, it's like, and look, everybody's got to do what they feel the most comfortable sure. with, you know, without speaking for Charlemagne. Like, I just think there's a comfort level there that they've worked together for a long sure. time. Um, trust helps. Trust helps. Um is it a corporation? Sure, it's a corporation. Is there going to be some level of, I don't even want to say control, because I think he can uh, sail his own ship. But, you know, is, are there going to be some issues that come from working with a corporation? Absolutely. But I think they're both comfortable with each other. And look, if if Button feels like he doesn't want anybody telling him what to do or ruling over him, he's got plenty of options, too. Sure. I mean, I could see him even, you know, it's funny because I think like there's always a person who is against, say, the machine. Sure. And I understand why sometimes. And sometimes there's people who are okay with it and it and, and, and they own a piece of it uh, and, and the other machine, the machine owns a piece of it and they're okay with it. But then there's some people who uh, then do their own thing right. and figure it out how to monetize and scale their business. And and that couldn't necessarily be him. I mean, look, look you know, let me tell you, um, podcasting is crazy uh, to see it. Yeah. One thing I have a problem with personally sure. is sometimes I hear a lot of people talk about like, not meaning budding in them, but meaning like people talk about competition. Right. I always hear people like who don't know podcasts and I'm like, oh, well, those guys are your competition. And I'm like, and I always tell people, I know this may sound weird, I'm like, oh, I don't have no competition. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I do what I want to do. Um, you know, now don't get me wrong. Are this show similar to mine? For sure. Uh, but I don't look at it like that because I guess, cause I do so many things outside of podcasting. 
I never looked at it like that. But, you know, I feel like there's so much room for people to make money, yeah. create create shows, uh, 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 lend their intellect and talent to some of these machines if they want um, and partner with them. I mean, what do, do you feel like – I mean – I'm feeling like podcast is industry-ish a little bit now and every industry-ish gets shady, but do you feel like there is still that uh, honesty in podcasts? Nah, that's, okay. those, that's gone. those days are gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a full context for it I know, I know, I know. Uh, I know. But look, and it, look, it took me a while to kind of adjust to that and understand it is what it is. But look, it's like I said before, we wanted money, right? Everyone wanted money in podcasting. Like, it was great. We were doing it. Um... But those days are over. The money's here. It's a full contact sport. People are gonna who were friends are gonna go against each other, stab each other in the back, uh, manipulate each other. It just is what it is. You gotta try not to take it personally because it's a business now. And uh, you know the way I try to look at it is, you know, we we got to participate in a little bit of the magic with the Combat Jack show. Sure. Back in the early days when you're really just doing something because you love it sure. and it's exciting and you don't really expect to get a check out of it. And you're just interesting, interested to make the show every week. And, you know, there's value in that. I think you got to, some, you know, sometimes slow yourself down and not worry about the money so much. But, you know, um, I'm someone, and I feel like maybe I've said this on the show before, and if I have, I apologize, but like... I'm someone who's very interested in the history of different genres and, sure. and spaces. I, I I read a lot of like rock and music autobiographies, not only about individual artists, but about the Motown era or about the punk sure, rock the era. The movements. I'm always interested ab about the movements. And a lot of times I catch myself wondering, like, wouldn't it have been incredible to have been like really part of the history uh the hip-hop industry in like 86 or 87 or motown in 66 67 68 or punk rock in 77 78 like one of these definable moments like how crazy would have that been well if we're being honest or if i'm being honest we were part of something like that you know i'm not saying what we did was as big as motown or sure, sure. as big as hip-hop but when they write the history books you're going to look back at what we were doing in 2012, 13 or something, that was part of the movement. And yeah, there wasn't a ton of money in it or maybe any money at certain times, but it was exciting. It was, it was raw. It was filled with possibilities. And I think what you got to do is you got to just kind of cherish that stuff where it is and understand that all this stuff is going to get commercialized at a certain point and just kind of move with it, but also, uh, you know, kind of, make the most of it, out of what you had. You know, do you look for shows to be created now or create them? Like, you know, when you think about like, like a person coming to you with an idea of a show, whether that be a traditional show or a scripted show. Yeah. Or do you, do you like them being created and then helping them and then taking them along? Uh, I like a little bit of both. Uh, I think my pivot going forward is going to be more to create them myself. Um, just because I think it's so difficult to launch a successful personality driven show mm -hmm. in this environment. I think, um, you got to really have something very unique and special. And so that's, that's kind of where I'm putting my focus right now. Yeah. You know, um, besides, um, when you think about like what you did with loudspeakers network and wherever loudspeakers, you know, leads, you know, in, in this day and age, sure. 
Um, you know, you always speak about over the, over the years, you always vocally spoke about mistakes you made that made you more better or honest with yourself. Like you were saying that you should have mortgaged a house or right. put more money in, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or, 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 you know, um, you know, do you feel you would have been, uh, uh, way more ahead of the, of the game if you did those type of things back then, if you gambled, are you sure that you would have been in a better place? I think so, but you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and you know that's something I struggle with. Is uh, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and you know, I was kind of bitching and moaning about I should have done this and I should have done that. You know, he said, "What are you talking about, man? You started a company with no investment, no funding, no nothing, and you know, you've made a great living and had a ton of fun over the sure. last seven years. That's that runaway success. Sure. Stop worrying about what the next guy is doing or has done, and just pat yourself on the back." That's not how I tend to look at things. I tend to kind of go back over and do an autopsy yeah, on everything where did I've I, done. Where did I mess up why did I do this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's probably a middle ground that's the health, healthiest. Uh, I think if you don't look back at the mistakes you've made, you're going to make them again. I mean, there's a reason after a, a basketball team finishes, the, they all go in the locker room and watch the game tape, right? Like, you got to see yeah, what you, you did. Wrong. But the, at, by the same token, like, if you spend the entire time, you know, looking at tape and then you get in your own head and worry about what's going to happen, you, you have to kind of absorb it and then erase it, if that makes sense, right? Because you still got to shoot. Yep. Right? Yep. You don't want to you, you don't want to lose the ability to shoot. So I think that's the sweet spot, right, is to go back and really look at what you did um, see where you could have done something better or differently, but then just keep pushing ahead and not get too caught up in it. You know, um, as we wind this down, what's your heart out again? Oh, shit. I got eight minutes. All right. 45? Let's do yeah. 46. All right. Um, what, where is, in your opinion, in your thoughts, in your mindset, um, where is podcasting heading in 2020? And this is right after, this is deep into a couple of weeks before the election when this comes out should be a week or you know soon too but you know what's your you know what's your thoughts where podcast is heading and i even want to see if you can 2021 you know what you think is uh you know amongst you know not am you have me amongst it what's uh what we're in what we're in store for or what you th what you forecast it to be I think what you're going to see is more big deals. I think you're going to see more networks. Um, I think you're going to see more people gravitating to the space. And then I think for 2021, a lot of what's going to happen is going to depend on what happens in the country in a whole, right? If uh, touring venues open back up, if theater spaces open back up, if a lot of people who've made their living on the road performing live, performing in front of people can figure out a way to do that, then you might see some of them fall back out of the space. If this thing keeps going, I think you're going to see more and more people commit to it. And I think the question is going to be for a lot of people, like, can they make a living off of it or not? Yeah. What about celebrities? I know a lot of them have jumped into the podcast world and space. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, do you think there'll be more of that? And I you think, think you'll see more of it, but at a certain a point, it's just like, I don't know. Is there a celebrity that doesn't have a podcast right now? You That's know, true. like... At some point, there's going to be oversaturation, right? It went from, wouldn't it be really cool to hear from this person in a different way, in a different voice to like, all right, I got my pick of about, you know, 20 rappers or sure. 10 movie stars or 30, you know, TV personalities. Like, 
Um, I think what's going to be interesting really more so is what is the audience that's 14, 15, 16, 17 right now? How do they adopt to the space, right? Um, because you, and you know this from firsthand, the battle that we fought initially was the battle of a podcast isn't legitimate, right? We go back to the Ebro episodes, yep. right? You're this, not on radio. You're so not on radio. This yeah. is the minor league. Well, six years later, that shit is out the window, right? Yeah. So to a kid who's maybe not even a teenager, to a kid who's 21, 22, uh, a millennial, this shit's 100% legit, right? It's as legit as TV. It's as legit as movies. So the question is, how many of them come into the space now? And then does a space that feels a little crowded right now suddenly feel like there's still a lot of room to grow, right? Because the audience right now, to me at least, is still that original, initial, older podcasting audience. You know, I think of my kids. My kids don't see any difference between a podcast and CBS and Netflix and TikTok. It's just content to them. Whereas I think for the older generations, the battle was always like, well, if it's not attached to this brand or this platform, the shit can't be legit, which is what we faced, right? Sure. You guys are doing some bullshit. This fucking podcasting, you're just putting this audio out. That's not real. It's not radio. All that is done. All that's out the window. You know, I never thought of it like that, too, because kids don't have, uh, the kids now growing up don't have, like, they know radio in the cars of their parents' cars or uncles or cousins or whatever. But, like, I remember, like, carrying the other time, <laughs> I was watching a movie. I remember actually pulling a Benzie box out and carrying it. So if I'm hanging out with my friends and I'm going to someone's house, I would literally be bringing my uh, radio you with bring me. Your ra Look, man, I you remember know. I was telling my daughters the other day, man, I remember sitting in my car with my dad refusing to let him get out of the car because I thought they were going to play Get Down On It. And that was my only chance to hear Get Down On It. And I was I was addicted to that song. I had, to, I had to hear it. And it's like, you know, my kids now, you want to hear a song, you just, yeah, it's, you just it's say just it in like your that. phone. It's there. So, like, they, to me, they have no, out of all the platforms, radio is the one they have the least attachment to. Sure. And, frankly, cable. Like, you know, sure. we haven't had cable in my house in 15 years. Uh, my kids have no concept of cable. Sure. You know. I mean, this thing is smart TV. I mean, you could cast Netflix. You could do this. I mean, who, you know, it's, it's, it's totally, it's totally different. You know, when, you know, when you think about the genre of podcasting is, do you still, I believe that lessons, life lessons, learning, uh, health, wellness, uh, this will, will, will continue to be big because I feel like, like say if someone does something on, I don't know, but credit and building your credit and first time mortgage homeowners, sure. do you think that those will, so like what genre do you think? Well, well, first of all, what's the biggest one? Is it crime still? Yeah. Just when you think that like crime can't get any bigger, it like keeps, keeps having successes. I think just in general, and I don't think that should surprise anybody. I mean, you know, what's what's the most successful movie genre? Isn't it yeah. crime? Crime, I mean, yeah. Or action, I guess. But, like, people just love crime. Like, people love to hear about crime. They like to discuss crime. So there's always going to be that. Uh, I do think the financial um, services lane, if you want to call it that, is going to be one that continues to get bigger. I think the thing there is who's the legitimate voice in that community, right? Because just judging from my my Instagram feed or what I see online, like everybody wants to tell you how to get into real estate. True. Everybody wants to tell you how to do this with a mortgage or, and it, you know, there's a lot of, to me at least, I'm a little skeptical. A lot of it always feels a little shady, right? So like 
No, I think you see someone like Envy who's really like doubled down on. Yeah, yeah, him or, and or uh, that guy flipping uh, uh, MJ. Yeah, yeah, like I think they're. Hard to have a show. Yeah, that, I think yeah. they got a show coming with 50, as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think that's really smart because you know Envy's not trying to hustle anybody. No, like, no, it's no. like a real thing. So, I think you're going to see more people like that kind of emerge into the space who have the credibility and it doesn't feel like some sort of like fucking pyramid scheme where like they're just trying to give you you know a thousand dollars and they're gonna run off with it so i think that's always a space where there's going to be growth i think the health and wellness thing obviously but there's a little bit of the same element with that which is like is this person really an expert so you know that a lot of that's going to be up to the listener or the viewer to decide but um I just think overall what's going to happen is you're going to have these big celebrity shows and big celebrity platforms and then stuff on the other end of the spectrum is going to get incredibly specific and incredibly kind of niche, right? Sure. You know, you're going to find your, uh, you know, your sneaker podcast, but for a particular sneaker, or you're going to find... Sure. You I know, think, yeah, you're, so you're saying the library is going to be extensive. Yeah. You know, I've talked about Lyme disease, you know, like I'm going to yeah. have 40 Lyme disease podcasts, podcasts to pick from. You know, Cancer, got, even, even like that I mean, can sounds help. depressing, but it's yeah. real. Yeah. And, and it's helpful for people who are in it. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, we'll catch up in 2021. My last question is, uh, is this, um, for a long time brands yeah. put their feet in the water. Right. It's cold. They right. don't want to come in fully. Right. Right now where we are, uh, October in 2020. Yeah. World's upside down. Yeah. Still in a pandemic, so to speak. Um, oh, wait, this is, is that a B-52? That's Hold Trump, on. man. He just made a run for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's Air Force One. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, are these brands, do you feel from your experience, fully committed more now than ever? Absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah, look, and how- will it get bigger? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, because just for the simple reason, what I said, which is that this isn't going anywhere, right? It doesn't matter how many planes fly over. It doesn't ma- matter how much, you know, the Zoom calls kind of fizz in and out for a minute. We're going to be able to keep making this content no matter what happens, except for the worst, worst case scenario. And even then, we'll probably still be able to making it. TV, movies, we don't know what's going to happen in 21. A lot more work, too. They're going to try, but we don't know. This isn't going anywhere. So, yeah, the money is going to stay here and it'll probably get bigger. Internet's podcasting after the pandemic uh, with the one and only my friend Chris Morrow, uh, author, uh, um, senior Fuckyberg. Um, Park Walker. Uh, um, co-founder of Loudspeakers Network. Uh, really a podcast pioneer. You know, um, there's a couple of people that we do consider that and uh, definitely go one of them. Um Anyway, listen, um, I know we got a hard out. He's got to get head over to uh, his uh, sushi right date. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll catch up in 2021 and we'll come back with another one on podcast. Maybe we'll do like an Oceanside one. <laughs> Maybe we'll, eat, we'll go out to uh, North Shore, Long Island. I know a little oyster place out there. It'll be, it'll be, yeah. it'll, it'll, hopefully it won't be too romantic. Internet, so listen, uh, podcasting, as you hear it from Chris Morrow, still a big thing. 